Okay, so let's talk about this card. What does this card mean? So, I, so I the question that I asked was, what's the invitation of this podcast conversation for mm-hmm. us, right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. of, course, of course, I pulled the judgment card. Correct. I mean, this feels Correct. appropriate, right? Seeing as I am a guest on Rough Cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. The place for judgment. Right, yeah. From the moment you walked in the door, this card is <laughs> Yes. But as Alon said... You know, in tarot, it's not always what you see is what you get. I mean, mm. to be to be fair, sometimes it is. Sometimes a card like this comes up, especially for me, and I'm like, okay, do I need to check myself? Oh. Right? Am I being judgmental or critical about, you know, whatever the situation is? But really, if you look at the card, mm-hmm. right, and this is one of the things that's really important when you're working with any kind of divinatory medium but certainly one that's based upon pictures Mm -hmm. it's like to look at what's happening right so you've got this angel in the sky um with a with a a horn right Mm -hmm. and you can see that there's sound and a danish flag for some reason (laughs) i always think of it as like like the the red like the red cross kind of Uh flag like a healing a healing flag and you've got these people who look like what 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 do you see happening what does it look like they're doing Uh, nude cultists it looks (laughs) like they need to be saved Oh, they're being raptured. They're being raptured. It's a little, right? It's a little like that, right? They're standing up out of these boxes, which could be coffins, right? And like, but they look like they are, you know, there's, what's the vibe? If you had to say something about like the vibe of the card, the energy of the card. They're in awe. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But they, they look like they need to be saved to me. I don't know, because they're naked. That's just a weird, it's very like stripped down. Mm-hmm. To the essence of the bearing humans, themselves, right? I don't know. They're what? Say that the, again. The bearing themselves. They're bearing themselves. Oh. So I always think about it, this as the resurrection card, mm. right? So oh. like they've come up out of like maybe they were you know oh, dead yeah. and now they've been they've been risen, Got right? That. And there's so so what would that mean to us? Like we're not you know, a, a god or some sort mm-hmm. of, you know, that that needs to be resurrected, right? That's sort of like a myth or something that you hear about in religion, yeah. but we're regular people. So what is re- what would resurrection, if I said, like, the word resurrection to you in, like, a, your life, what would that mean? Maybe, like, healing mm-hmm. and transformation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from... I was just talking earlier about how yesterday I had one of those days where at the end of the day I just didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. to go to bed with that and... This is that card of how I was like, mm. like save, save me, me save right? Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pull me up out of this yeah. feeling, mm-hmm. yeah, right, yeah. Um, help me to rise up, right, yes. right. Because yeah. when you feel that way, oftentimes we're feeling low, mm-hmm. yes. we're feeling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. we feel like something's got their finger yep. on us, right? Yeah. So, so you know, even though judgment sounds like, oh, I'm going to be judged, it's actually an opportunity for us to release. Mm-hmm. to release yeah. judgment, to sort of allow ourselves to rise up above, you know, the things in life, the people, whose words, whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a very broad stroke, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, for me, I see this as an opportunity for us during this conversation, right, to kind of rise above the petty judgments. Yes. <laughs> to, like, look for a transformative experience. You're on the wrong show, lady. <laughs> You came to listen, the wrong place. Listen, we're at I'm the beginning. This. Let's I'm see. Let's this. see true. what happens That's by true. the end. Can I tell you what it meant for me? Yes, please. Yeah. I'm getting Juvederm next week. <laughs> well, oh, okay. Do you so feel like you that's go. going to uplift you? And <laughs> why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, but in my serious answer is I'm going through uh, a long-standing health difficulty, mm. and. Uh, there's been a relapse in recent days, and that's been very hard. Mm. Doing that and managing my day-to-day and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So oh, no. I try to, doing the show today, yeah. you know, I, you have to, like, put your face, game face on yeah. and, and all that. You kind of have to release yeah, the yeah. weight of, of this very real thing that's, that's yeah. occurring in your life to be able to show up in a way that is... Actually, that's joyful, right? We want to mm-hmm. give people a good show. We yes, want we to, yeah. you know, have them hear in our voices that we're enjoying ourselves, yeah. Yeah. that we, you know, want to give the, give the people what they want. Yes. Give the people what they've come to love out of JB and Alam. Yes. But I like that this is, um, it, it kind of like, it helps center you in the day, right? Like this yeah. is a good starting point. It is a good starting for, point. 
It's a, and it's a great, um, it, you, you know, kind of a daily practice or ritual mm. that one yeah. can do. Yeah. to center themselves. So do you do you do this every day? You pull a card from the deck? I don't do anything every day. I'm oh, not an everyday kind of person. Too. I love that. I let that go because mm-hmm. that was a stick I used to beat myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was meditation, whether it was my tarot practice, whether yeah. it was, you know, even something as simple as, you know, working out, which for some people is a spiritual practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it know, this, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. this sort of uh, idea that, if I don't do it every day, I'm not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really needed to take that out of the mix. And so I treat everything as a practice and then practice means that I'm never going to get, it's never going to be perfect. I'm continually going to be doing it as long as I come back to it. Yes. So no, that's the long answer to no. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to Rough Cut. (laughs) I'm Jamie Jones. I'm Alan Seaman. And we have an amazing special guest, one of our favorite people in the jewelry industry. One of our favorite people, period. In general, yeah. Yeah. Lucky enough to call her a friend. Same, same. Yes. Jennifer Gandia. Of Greenwich Street. What did you just call her? Actually, that, that is right? correct, Go but I don't really use the accent inflection. Oh. I, I sort of use the Americanized version Gandia, of, right. yeah, mm-hmm. of our name, but Gandia oh. is, oh. is the correct oh. pronunciation. Because yeah. wow. as I was saying that, I realized we've never talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right. So Jennifer Gandia of Greenwich Street, Greenwich Street Jewelers is with us. Thank you so much for joining us, yeah. darling. It is my absolute pleasure. I feel like um, a super fan because I listen I love all the time. I love it. I love the podcast. And mo- mainly because I love the two of you and I love Aww. having your voices in my ear. But also the guests have been amazing. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm just, cool. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. We we've, been, we've wanted to have you on for a minute. Jennifer is the co-owner of Greenwich Street Jewelers, uh, which just opened a beautiful space. Gorgeous, gorgeous, Tribeca, gorgeous shop. Just stunning. Um, and she leads the store's creative vision and marketing strategy. She's a graduate of the Fashion Institute of Technology and previously worked in marketing and public relations for luxury fashion and prestige cosmetics brands. In 2003, she entered the family business and guided by her marketing uh, expertise, the store is now a must-visit destination in New York City. Um, and the other co-owner is your sister. Yes. Which is Christina. lovely. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get both of you on. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be great. Mm-hmm. And also Jennifer sits on the advisory board of Jewelry Week. I do. Which is amazing. Which also on the Here We Are committee, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. My heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on the Couture Diversity Action Council. Um, and you dedicate a lot of your time to men- mentorship as well. That's so, true. All true. Yeah. Amazing, wonderful Thank person you. in general. Thank so you. thanks yeah. for and being here. This is not important, but she's also dropped that gorgeous. This is true. So <laughs> yeah, it takes that one helps. to know one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so today, if you haven't guessed, we're talking about spirituality and how that can <clears throat> filter into your a work, subject right? that really drives with me. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I decided the topic for she this did. episode, but I did that because. Um, our, in our relationship, this has come up, uh, but I don't know that we specifically talked about it, but I think we both know that like spirituality is a part of both of our daily, you know, activities. Mm-hmm. So I felt like what a great person to have, uh, speak about this. So, Thank you. so I have this quote from Forbes guys. I did some research on oh, this topic. Well, this is not a show where we do research. Yeah. <laughs> Someone doesn't do it. You any listen research. to the show. Someone do- does. Yeah. So I was researching this, and interestingly enough, the topic of just a general Google search of spirituality in the workplace. This is her idea of research. What was weird is there were no articles about spirituality in the workplace post-pandemic, mm-hmm. which mm. I find really weird. That is, oh, that's right? interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. You'd think that I know. given. Well, I mean, I think there there are very few. Uh, media companies that would talk about something like that, which Maybe. is part mm-hmm. of, I think, the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is not something that we talk about on a regular basis, or we liken it too much. We tie it too much to religion, and so people just want to stay away. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that a big is, part of it. 
that's one of the reasons why I was so excited that you wanted to have me on to talk about this because we don't really talk about spirituality in business unless mm-hmm. you're, you know, a, a, a quote unquote spiritual business. business you're, yeah. you know, you've got a spiritual shop, you're, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's not, it's not discussed as being a, a valuable, yeah. um, aspect mm-hmm. of how one can conduct themselves in business. So, yeah, yeah. No, totally. So I have this quote that I found, which when Jennifer read it was like, oh, <laughs> this quote, <laughs> which it, it's going to stir up some thoughts because we don't necessarily agree with what this is saying. I think it's a, to your point, the misconstruing of what spirituality in the workplace can mean. So let me read it and then we can riff on this and get really get into it mm-hmm. um, from there. So spirituality broadly means relinquishing a certain amount of responsibility for your own life and believing that there is something bigger at play. It is the belief that you are guided, at least in part, by a higher power. But it doesn't require you to follow a specific religion, just to be open-minded and about life beyond Earth. Go. So, <laughs> you know, I, I had to, I read, went back and read this to yeah. last night because my first, I think the reaction that I had when I first read it was to the beginning, uh-huh. right? Relinquishing responsibility for mm-hmm. our own lives. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I very and, strongly disagree with and that. And you can tell that it's written by somebody who has <laughs> almost a disdain for spirituality. Like if you're going mm. to have someone write about spirituality, like let's pick someone at least who's got an open enough mind yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, to, right. you know, to, to think about, you know, this subject matter with some, you know, expansiveness. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but this clearly comes from also the point of view that there's a certain kind of association and a certain kind of person that associates with that terminology. Totally. You know, mm. part of the reason, you've heard me say this a million times, I always say to people, I'm the least spiritual person you'll ever meet. It's precisely because of that kind of attachment yeah. to the mm. word that I hate even, like, using it. Yeah. Because it drums up all of this, like, rich white lady, feel goodery, mm-hmm. don't take accountability, blah, 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 kind of yes. thing. You know? Yes. It's not a relinquishing of responsibility. Right. Like, that is... It shouldn't mm-hmm. be. It, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, it actually should spur you to greater responsibility, right? For me, spirituality, part of what that means to me is seeking out connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that could mean the connection that I seek out with my, as they called it, higher power mm-hmm. or with, you know, and that could be nature. Mm-hmm. That could be, you know, um, meditation mm-hmm. that could be physical fitness as we just said before mm-hmm. it could be spiritual practices prayer you know but well I'm certainly not going I'm not looking for disconnection right yeah, so I started this exactly. off by saying that I'm, I'm looking for connection mm-hmm. so within that connection it also means connecting to community right, right. like a part of my spirituality is showing up within community mm-hmm. and ensuring I mean we talked a little bit about here we are and um and and you know, at least mentioned it in the beginning, Mm -hmm. like that's part of my spiritual practice, Mm -hmm. right? Is staying Mm -hmm. connected to a community Mm -hmm. where we all are working to uplift each other, right? Uplift, right? Right. Back to this. Yes. It's like, you know, that's part of spirituality. So it's not a relinquishing of responsibility Mm -hmm. by any means. It's Mm -hmm. almost exactly the The opposite. opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that stood out to me was the just be open-minded like oh it's that simple but I think it's it's more about the mindfulness Mm -hmm. to me which isn't the opposite of being open-minded but it's very much uh, an active uh, role to Mm -hmm. be to take on that mindfulness and thoughtfulness and your Mm -hmm. actions daily and with your community and the rituals that you're putting in your own life yeah I'm hearing presence too like being present Mm -hmm. for your life the people in your life Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I look at someone like Alan and I, you, I see as someone who is very present, very available in your life, very uh, present for the people that you love and care about. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to me, that's your part of your brand of spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. You may not see it that way, Mm -hmm. but that is how you practice a connection to something that's bigger than yourself Mm -hmm. because your community is bigger than you. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Alana's practicing glamour magic all the time yes, just by yes. being gorgeous oh my God. 
and upkeeping and inspiration. (laughs) This whole thing. But like, if you ever met Alon in person, he will he will glamour you. Yeah, you know, you will. And but it's not like you're turning it on just for yourself. Mm -hmm. You are really giving that to people too, and and you know, recognizing and and voicing and uplifting for them what you see as beautiful in mm-hmm. them as well. So you're you're a mirror. So your glamour magic is not all about you. It's a mirror for other people too. Oh my goodness. Thank yeah. you. That's so true. That's a lovely so sentiment. eloquently put I love too. That. Well I'll never it, forget that you said that. Good. That I hope you really, don't that is really lovely and very meaningful to me to hear you say those things. Thank you. I'm glad I really mean them. Mm-hmm. Well honestly both of you you are also giving glamour magic. Yes. And but I think too when I think about you uh, there is a confidence and power strength to, to you, strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's there's also a, there's a quiet inner strength in Jennifer yeah. always that and I com- see. Right, and it comes from such an authentic and pure place. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that makes you so unique. Unique. It just isn't about like, oh, I'm confident because I've got this. I can tell that you're mindful and thoughtful. Yes. yes. And all of the things, but also that you're human. And that's mm-hmm. so relatable. And so, so unafraid of being vulnerable. We've had plenty of conversations where you were and not having have known each other for a very long time. And I always see that as a sign of strength from somebody mm-hmm. when they are willing to sort of open up in that way. Because I think um, it's fear, really, that keeps us from doing so. Mm-hmm. And somebody who does so uh, and who is open and walks through life in a sort of open and authentic way, the way that I perceive you to do, is um, is really a sign of their like inner strength and sort of standing in their own place and really being kind of completely um, self uh, self fulfilling in that way. Thank you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you. I think that um, what really helps for me is to, uh, and this can we can maybe talk a little bit about like practice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is paying very close attention to the way I live my life Mm -hmm. and learning from mistakes, learning how to apologize for things. Mm -hmm. Um, No one's perfect. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's sort of a, I think I'm older than the both of you. So sort of like... Mm. I'm know. 17. Well, I'm, well I know that I'm older than, him, than you. But, but you sort of get to a certain point in life, right? Where it's like if you're not evaluating how you live and if you have, yeah. you know... Um, restitution to make to people, things that you're doing right, things that you may want to change. It's really funny because I was having a conversation on the way here with my Uber driver (laughs) and I knew that something was happening because I don't generally, I'm not one of those people who like always talks to the driver, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. some people are like, I always talk to my drivers. I'm not. Yeah. I put, I check that box that says quiet. You know, when the app asks <laughs> you, do you want to, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. It asks you, do you want a quiet ride? Do you want a cool, you know, whatever. I always put quiet. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not that aggressive about it. <laughs> <laughs> they asked me, okay. The app asked me. But, you know, I was, I got into this Uber and we started to have conversation. I actually initiated it and it was good for me to sort of get like my, 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 my voice going, you know what I mean? But this was a really, like, this man was incredibly interesting, had a really interesting story. And we started talking about the power of self-assessment. That's what he called it, Uh self-assessment and how important self-assessment was, you know, to just kind of like sit down and um, take quiet time and think about how you're living your life. And um, this is what happens when you take time for spiritual practice, yeah. right? If you're meditating and you do it for a certain amount of time and you, it gets into your practice and into your, you're going to, things are going to come up that help yeah. you sort of evaluate yourself and how you're living, right. um, that help you do, you know, change those things if you want to celebrate the things that you're doing well because that's important also yes yes um if you're using something like tarot or astrology those things act as mirrors and to sort of mirror back things to you that give you an opportunity for um just you know for review for reflection etc um and so, yeah, so I think that doing that kind of thing is really important. And, and, and by the way, like, it doesn't mean that we're not still going to be human, mm-hmm. right? Like, it just, they help me because then I kind of get a, I, I kind of get the nudge 
when I'm on the right path with something, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I know, okay, this is happening. It's happening easily. That's when I know something is aligned. This is working. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just as simple as this is working out. Yeah. Do I have to force yeah. something here? Yes. You yeah, know, if I'm wrong. forcing, pushing, pulling, you know, making it happen, most of the time I know that that's not, it's not the way this is meant to go. Yes. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I am allowing, you know, just allowing things to move through and they feel easy. And this is a great, you know, this, I use this in business, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how does this feel? Mm -hmm. How does this vendor relationship feel? How does this conversation with this person who we're looking to bring on for a, you know, a a project or a job or a candidate, you Mm -hmm. know, how does this all feel? Um, And it's not, that's not the only tool that we use or that I use Mm-hmm. But it is a tool in my toolbox. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about this idea of, well, let's say ritual, because that's kind of what we brainstormed yeah. before, of this practice of helping us, uh, you know, take that moment out in our life to reevaluate and move forward. Mm-hmm. What I'll start with one of the woman who does our um, operations at Jewelry Week. Hopefully she won't be mad I'm revealing her, her ritual. She does a daily mental health walk. So I know there's like a time period I can't reach her. Mm-hmm. And it's in the afternoon, which is great because especially during this time of year, Jewelry Week is like very overwhelming. And so she'll take these breaks. And that's been really inspiring to me to realize, oh, to take the break, mm-hmm. force it, repeat it, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you can. But what do you guys, what do, you guys do? I'm curious what, what you rituals? do. Oh, so I take showers mm-hmm. when, so during jewelry week, I take a lot of showers and this is a fairly new thing for me because I've, I don't know, something about this year has been very heavy mm. and I usually, I used to walk, but mm-hmm. my dog is not here in New mm-hmm. York with me mm-hmm. right now and it makes me miss him. So I don't do that. I had to shift. Um, so I take showers now which helped me kind of make it about myself, right? It, it's like... Are they like long, water. sort of delicious showers? <laughs> Not always, mm-hmm. uh, but it still helps me like kind of set aside mm-hmm. a, a moment for myself where I'm I'm forced to not pick up the phone, mm-hmm. right, is a mm-hmm. big one. Because I, wherever I am, I'm like, oh, well, I'm on the toilet. <laughs> like I'm texting yeah. or I'm doing the laundry, but it's yeah, slow because I'm texting. Phones are like water resistant now too. Yeah. So. That's true, yeah. Right, yeah. Don't tell me that. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's true. So I don't, so it makes me physically, I think, not able to work, which is a big part of it. Mm. Forces for you me. to disconnect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what I love about this is for me, spirituality is, it, you can't separate it from nature for me personally, mm. right? Like nature is such a yeah. organizing force, and so when you tell me showers, I'm like, of course, water. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Like you're you're it's the feeling of it that I yeah, like. Comforting. You're allowing yeah. water to sort of heal, wash you know. away the nonsense. Yes. Yeah. 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 So true. So that's a beautiful ritual. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I started drinking tea too. I thought you were going to say I started drinking. I was like, oh, I don't started know about drinking, that. guys. No, I started drinking tea, which is also more of a ritual moment than a coffee. So mm-hmm. me too. Been, yeah. I'm a tea drinker also. And I have my ritual in the morning for drinking my tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, what about you? I, I don't want to overshare, but I've had um, a health complication for the last 10 years. Mm. And it's had ups, downs, moments of sort of relief, frustration, feeling like I'm back at square one, that sort of thing. For me, um, working out connects me to my body in a really positive way. Whereas, so I work out every single day. Mm -hmm. And when, at other times, kind of in my day-to-day life, I feel a kind of like anger and resentment towards my body just because of what I've been going through. And the reason I'm even bringing this up is because I'm going through a kind of not so positive relapse. And um, so exercising every single day just gives me a positive association kind of with my body, Mm -hmm. makes me feel strong, makes me feel more attractive. It gives me kind of 
much more positive associations with it. So to me, it's really important that I do that. And it becomes not even anymore about, it is obviously about all of those things. It's about physical health. It's about sort of wanting it to look a certain way, all of those things. But more than those things, it's really about uh, my kind of mental health. Just mm -hmm. feeling that strength physically really kind of centers me mentally. And also the nice mm -hmm. thing about it is I do like an hour, sometimes hour and a half workout. And I mm. do this almost every day. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. I don't do an hour and a half every day, but I do an hour every day. And that time away from my desk, away from work, also helps. It sort of forces me away from things. It puts me um, into the physical as opposed to just living in my head constantly. Yes. Being anxious about work and yes. all of those things. Mm -hmm. So it grounds me in that way physically. Mm -hmm. And then gives me kind of, you know, positive feedback yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. So that's really, really important to me. I really struggle if I skip a day because of work, busy, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel almost, uh, it feels like a setback <clears throat> because mm -hmm. every day that I do it yeah. feels like, I'm positively moving forward. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. So every day that I get to do it, it feels like I'm progressing. And mm -hmm. and you, I also give myself kind of goals when it comes to that, in that, and they're not aesthetic goals as much as they are how strong I want to feel mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that just makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, uh, it's about like reaching those milestones and being able to then physically push beyond them and keep moving forward. Yeah. That's really, really important to me. So I'm just, what's coming up for me right now is how we're talking about very mundane things, mm -hmm. right? These are not woo-woo. Mm. No. Or, you know, anything right. where you need a special blah, 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 you know, mm -hmm. to achieve a level of spirituality. Right. It's, again, about presence, right? What we started talking about, being present and available in our lives. Mm -hmm in such a way and take do, make you know using practices of of that presence um and by the way they can be woo woo like if you want to sit on yeah, the floor sure. and surround yourself with crystals yeah. mm -hmm. and you know smudge yourself or i mean be native american if you're going to do that but um you know yeah. like do yeah. do yeah. something that feels very kind of has a certain look and feel to it mm -hmm. um that's great too but by just doing these simple um these simple practices for ourselves this affects how we show up for our work Absolutely. and that affects how successful we are in our work. Yes. So this is why I, when I said to you, like, it's so f interesting to me that there are not media outlets that treat the subject with more respect. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and they might, you know, like you'll, you'll find something that talks about how meditation and mindfulness right. are, you know, can, there's can, apps now there's for apps, this. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like, you know, and then there are the more, um, things like tarot and astrology mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. people um, are using more and more now, and especially, I think, after and during the pandemic because they feel like it is giving them more information and connecting them, whether yeah. it's to something outside of themselves or a part of themselves mm -hmm. that helps them to go deeper and, again, show up in our lives more authentically. Yeah. Um, well, you... When we were talking about this, one of the things you said that is so important is intu intuition mm -hmm. and intention. Yes. Can we talk about what yeah. what does that mean and how is that kind of a foundation for you in this spiritual yeah. practicing? I mean, I, you know, we are all born with intuition. Intuition is something that we have just like we have our other senses. And it's not something that gets talked about, again, with the same kind of emphasis um, and yet it is something that we can develop. Mm -hmm. And the more that mm -hmm. we develop our intuition, it is, again, a tool that's in our toolbox that we can pull out when we need it. And oftentimes we do need to know or to, to have um, developed a relationship enough with our intuition that it, it lets us know mm -hmm. what 
is for us or not for us, or at least when to maybe pay attention a little more closely to something. Um, so really good example that's very simple. When I first started building my relationship with my intuition, um, it ha- you know, it was after I'd gone through a really tough breakup. Mm. My dad died. Um, so I was having a really hard time. It was like a real sort of what they say is like dark night of the soul. But it was just, you know, like a, 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 a tough time. Okay. And I really felt that there was something that I missed, not necessarily with my father dying, but these things sort of laid on top of each other in a way mm-hmm. that it stripped away a mm-hmm. lot of my, maybe it was confidence, and it stripped something away where mm-hmm. it kind of opened me up. And you know, someone said to me, like, you, you know, there, you know, whatever red flags you didn't pay attention to, or, you know, and we all know about this, right? Who hasn't had a relationship with their red flags that they didn't pay attention to? Oh my to? God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. But, but it, you know, I thought to myself, okay, so what do I do about that? You know? And, um, this person said, well, you need to learn how to trust your intuition. Hmm. And I said, well, what the, how do I do that? Like, what yeah. does that mean? And they said, the first thing that you do is you start listening to that little voice that pops up from time to time. And it's like, bring your umbrella today. Mm-hmm. When you have just heard them say that it's going to be sunny all day. Yeah. yeah. Or make sure you, you know, grab this thing on your way out. Just mm-hmm. like there's times we all have them where it's like a little like voice pops up mm-hmm. yeah gives us a bit of information most of the time we bat it away yes yeah. and then later on we go oh Should've well you go i knew it right right you know i i, I, I should have yeah. taken the umbrella exactly. i thought about it but i just yeah. did, you know didn't and it's again it sounds mundane but yeah. it's a practice so i was like okay that's the first practice i'm going to do mm-hmm. and then so so that just became a practice i i I so working with people all the time. Essentially, my business is working with people. Yeah. And sometimes I that little voice will come in and be like, I don't know if this is the right relationship. Did you ever get that about me? No. <laughs> but it's interesting because um, I'm I'm very guided by feeling and emotion and and now that we're speaking about this, Dang. I guess that That's would be intuition. called intuition. Yeah. And sometimes it's I'll, that gut feeling. Yeah. Sometimes I'll call Bella, my partner, and be like. I just don't feel right about it. And mm-hmm. we've gotten to that point in the business where she'll do the same sometimes. And we'll be like, okay, that's it. But great. it took us a long time to get there. Yes. And I, I think that's, it's such a great point of how to put this into your workplace. If you're doing the work in yourself and listening to yourself, yes. you bring that t- to the workplace. And For we sure. should be talking about that. And I agree with you that intuition, it, it, people it's not the norm to listen to it. And we, I feel like it's so important. Or to talk about it, right? Like yeah, all, you know, this, this is why I was excited to come today. It's just like to have a conversation about it. Exactly. None of yeah. us are like experts. We're not trying to like, you know, yes. sell you, uh, you know, a, a, a six week intuition course. Yeah. You not know, yet. like we're intuition not. for business. No, we're not. I just Cut set that, that link out. up on my- <laughs> Cut that right now because I just set up a link. We didn't tell you, Jennifer, but now you're leading a symposium. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that segue. But we talk about it and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I do have that. I have been using it, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah. then when you talk to your, you know, mentees, your young mm-hmm. designers, your whomever, you know, yeah. that you can, it's something that we can bring up and converse about. Yeah. Um, and then like, there are ways, I know we sort of segued off from ritual, but I did want to yeah. tell you about a ritual that we did. And this was kind of the first time that I brought this really like this side of myself, like really to the forefront in, okay. in, in the business. Um, because we are, you know, we are, this is a, this is a jewelry industry podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah. Is it? <laughs> That's well, news to us. It's, it's like, know at it's this like point. connected to jewelry week, I think. I don't know. So anyhow. We love jewelry. But, guess, so yeah. we just opened this new store, right? Yes. And um, one of the things that I decided that I wanted to do was to have a community ritual with all of the people that are in the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, I created a Did you sacrifice one of them? (laughs) Well, don't you remember that invite that I sent you for that day? (laughs) That's what that was. (laughs) That's what that was. And that's why we never saw that girl again at the shop. You remember her? Yeah. Stacy? Gone. Gone. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my intention was, is that we started off in this new space, you know, together thinking about how we wanted to um to to exist to be a community Mm -hmm. in this space what was important to us Mm -hmm. and so um you know I set up a little altar with a candle and some flowers I put my father's picture on the altar because Mm -hmm. he's no longer with us Mm -hmm. and so it was the entire team my mother also Mm -hmm. was there which was really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know, our parents started Greenwich Jewelers, mm-hmm. Greenwich Street Jewelers now, but they started it. Um, and so it was really important for me to have that link to the ancestry and, yeah. the, and the, 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 the foundation of the business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I simply asked people to write an intention that they held for themselves or for the company mm-hmm. on a little piece of paper mm-hmm. and to put it in a bowl. And so that's what we did. And we mixed them all up. Mm-hmm. And then everyone took one out. Except for Stacy. Except for Stacy. She yeah. was already dead by yeah. then. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and we read them aloud, oh, you know. And yeah. we created a, you know, a moment, a communal moment yeah. where we all got to say, this is my hope for, for the business. this, this business mm-hmm. in this space as we embark on this new chapter. Yeah. And it was really meaningful, you yeah. know. Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was really touching, you know. People were, were touched, and I think they were happy that we did something yeah. like that to just, it was part, part, part ritual, part ceremony, part team celebration, building. team building. Yeah. And it all wasn't that. like, I didn't ask anyone to, you know, open their third eye or... It just mm-hmm. was about, yeah. like, let's co-create something together. Let's yeah. decide together. I mean, together. I can't do that anymore at this age, honestly. <laughs> uh, I was going to say yeah. that going back to your point as to why it is that maybe somebody like a Bloomberg doesn't talk about this sort of thing enough in the mm-hmm. workplace, um, it's interesting, even if you're a complete cynic, right? You don't engage in any of this. You don't care about any of this. And I say this, you know, we've talked about this when we're talking about sustainability and climate change too. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a complete cynic about those things and you, whatever, maybe you're the sort of person who doesn't believe in it or whatever. Okay. Which is, (laughs) at this stage, bizarre. Um, It's always bizarre, but it's really bizarre now because the world is literally on fire. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing is, even if those things mean nothing to you personally, you should care about them completely for sake of your business right yeah ultimately for financial reasons reasons too Mm -hmm. because obviously a practice like that and having employees who feel like they can come to work and have a space where they can engage in those practices that do make them feel better more refreshed rejuvenated make them better at showing up for themselves and and for others and and team building exactly that like yeah making everyone feel like you're important here. And, and, and what you want is important, is important right? Yeah, the intention exactly. that you have for your work here in this space is important. And, and we want to hear that. what that yeah. is. Yeah. And we are going to, it is going to be a part of this opening ceremony that we have for this yeah. space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yeah. you can see the reflection of that when you go into the store and engage with your staff. Yeah. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Yes. That there is especially my, my last visit while we were essentially meeting, just watching and seeing how the, that your staff engages it. You can tell that everyone feels like, yeah, this is, I'm here. This is part of me too. Mm-hmm. I'm not just here to, you know, get the paycheck. No, your staff is really mm-hmm. great at that. Anytime we've come into the shop, as you know, when we've engaged with members of your staff yeah, about, great. they're just incredibly sort of, uh, uh attentive and warm Mm. and kind and really uh, great at kind of making you feel invited into the space. Mm -hmm. They don't, they're not sort of pushy kind of sales 
personnel. They're very happy to have you there to have a conversation with yeah. you. They remember you when you come back. You know, yeah. it's, it's a really wonderful atmosphere. Well, essentially, if you are not willing to um, spell cast around my cauldron, you're just not going to last yeah. at okay. Street yeah. Chillers. But can you bring your own cauldron? <laughs> Is that allowed? I love it. <laughs> Is it a cauldron day? I'm calling in sick today. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I do it I via it. Zoom? <laughs> Should we go back and talk about the body as an altar? Yes, let's talk. Oh, let's let's just talk a little bit more about intention. Okay. Before yeah. we go to that, <laughs> Jennifer I'm disagrees gonna, no, no, no. with I'm, that pivot. I know. No, we're that's going fine. to talk about we that. We knew. We knew. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping yeah. you would kind of lead us down this path. Let, let Jennifer yeah. guide. I, I just I didn't want to pivot so quickly yeah. away from intention because <laughs> okay. it's something that we're all doing all the time yeah. and yeah. we don't always call it out as such yeah. right like okay yeah I, you know what yeah. i mean like we have goals right we have objectives yeah um mm. but we also have intentions mm-hmm. you know place things that we and you know are are putting into place for our businesses for our lives that um whether or not we believe it and you know this will probably get us into a whole other conversation about whether we believe mm-hmm. in a higher power or you know something you know, a principle or an energy at work in our lives, but that it, you know, that intention sort of sets us, sets up. Yeah. It sets us up. Right. Right. For, for something in our, uh, the next, the next thing. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, it's really important to, to kind of add it in to the mix of the way we talk about the direction that our life is taking, our business mm-hmm. is taking, yeah. um, you know, alongside things like goals and objectives, yeah. which I, are very, I think, materially based. And sometimes in, our intention is materially based, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, an intention could be to get into a certain store if you're a jewelry designer yeah. at some point, right? And, yeah. and, and, you know, and or to achieve something in your in your business, for example, that is not only um, about numbers or, you know, like maybe you want to be known as, you know, very altruistic. Maybe your business is based on, um, you know, giving back, sustainability, right? And so holding that intention of having this business be something that is really, um, living up to the intention of, 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 you know, sustainability that you set for yourself. So anyway, just, well, I I, think to back to the, uh, just going back to the idea of the mundane is that I feel on the daily and I'm sure we all feel like this. We get so caught up in the weeds sometimes and like Mm -hmm. also the pace or the deadlines. And when I get lost in that, which is pretty much my whole life from August through November. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have, I feel like intention goes out the window and it makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. a lot at the end of my day when I've just been responding all day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. been mm-hmm. able to take the time or I, or I didn't take the time. I, I think oftentimes it's a conscious decision on my part to just power through. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I wish I had taken a moment to mm-hmm. think about what I wanted to say in that email, like very mundane stuff. Yeah. But maybe I didn't say that the mm-hmm. right way. Right. Or I and just... reactivity creeps in too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes. That's and something I always have to be very conscious of because I have a bulk in temper. Mm-hmm. And I you have do, to be very but careful. But it's endearing Aww. though too. <laughs> Most yeah. people don't think that. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I have to be very conscious of like not letting, like, you know, I actually just received a text from a client while we were doing this and it really frankly annoyed me. So I have Mm -hmm. to say to myself, like, she doesn't know what I'm doing today. She doesn't know my schedule, which is why you don't text people when it's a work-related matter. But anyway, you know, so just be Mm -hmm. zen about it. You know, don't let that... I have to be conscious at it. But one thing that Mm -hmm. I wanted to add to sort of your general kind of conversation about intentionality... We all started our businesses for a reason. That reason for a vast majority of us is not purely monetary. It's Mm -hmm. part of it. But we all are doing what we are doing right now. And most of our listeners are small business owners. We are doing that for a specific 
reason, mm -hmm. whether it's about autonomy, whether it's about wanting to put something very specific out into the world, mm -hmm. whatever that reason is, that is sort of your intention with your mm -hmm. business truly. The making money bit, that is a secondary part of that. Yeah. But there's always another reason why you are doing this and you can't sort of lose sight of that because that's when you get bogged down mm -hmm. in the weeds of the crap and the dealing with people and the dealing with nonsense and feeling frustration, et cetera, et cetera. I always think you have to be very conscious of keeping in mind why you're doing this in, to begin with. Mm -hmm. And that makes all the other stuff easier to cope with. I, yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. Thank you. Oh, I think you would have done better. But I think, too, just w you talking about our audience being small business owners. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think we get lost in this. And this was a quote from Forbes, which I actually really liked, was, we oh, are not God, our again. business. And that's so true. I forget because, honestly, all it's of... It's hard to right, remember that. All the ways I relate to my life are around work. And around and what you do. Right. Yeah. And I've tried, this is the first year of my life. I've turned a specific age this year, two weeks ago. And 13. I, yeah. And I feel like uh, I need to think about me more. I have been always like, how does this relate to my work life? I mean, this again mm -hmm. brings us back to spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. If we're like paying attention to ourselves, if we're connecting with ourselves, if we're connecting with other people, mm -hmm. our lives become richer as we get older. Yes. And I mean, you know, like, I hope I, I want I always say this I want to be one of those little old ladies that you see with like long hair and yeah. braids. That's just totally like wrinkled up. Yeah. With rings all over my fingers and a bunch of style, right? Yeah, like yeah. I, I just, always have a lot of bags, but yeah. I'm into yes, that yes. too. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I yeah. love that. Like that's my goal. Yeah. You know, like yeah. so. that, that is the New York goal, I think, for women I, I think who so understand too. what that what that what that is. is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I want yeah. to. I want to just be shrouded in black robes and have long gray hair. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, you can yeah. still be fabulous at I think eighty. So. I mean, I used to have yeah. this Jungian analyst who I was like, she was eighty. Her name was Barbara, uh -huh. and Barbara was the most fabulous person I knew. I'm telling you, I was like, I wa I want to be Barbara. Yeah, she yeah. had hit that age where she, she her filter was gone, mm -hmm. so. Therapy nice. got like a little too much about her, so we mm. had to part ways. But while we were together, like I was like really soaking up all the yeah. information Barbara was giving me about wow. her life because she was she would come into the room with like these incredible like indigo caftans. She had tiny little gold hoops. You know, I'm always noticing yeah. someone's yes, jewelry, yes, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. She had tiny about ten little gold hoops on both ears, I love that. just oh. the same size, little thin gold hoops the most fabulous rings coal rimmed eyes white hair oh, i was like uh -huh, i love her i'll get i'll i'll be 80 yeah yeah i'll be 80 <laughs> just it. like that anytime i see somebody older who's fabulous like that i always say to myself no there's still hope my time isn't up yet <laughs> that's right you know, i can that's still right. be fabulous so no more comments like that from yeah. you i will watch myself i do that too often i say stuff like that mm. too often i have to watch that that you're mm. absolutely right about that well, anytime i see somebody like you know uh, Bowie when he was you know alive still or Tilda mm. Swinton or somebody like that I'm always just or oh, yes. Kristen McManamy I'm always like no 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 you're doing great and I can do that too you can, yeah. yeah, I mean, words have power. Yes. You know, no, you're words right. have a lot of power. So you can mm -hmm. speak something into existence. So watch what watch what it is you're that you're very speaking right into existence. About that, honestly, I will tell you, as somebody who's sort of an outsider to America and Americans, we always perceive as very positive. Mm -hmm. Sort of Americans have high self-esteem, too high, a little too high, mm -hmm. I will say. But uh, as somebody who's Slavic, we have a negative narrative about us in our heads constantly. And it's, we get that from our parents. Mm -hmm. Our parents back home are very negative. Mm -hmm. You don't get compliments growing up. You don't get... And then growing up in Germany, Germans are very, very similar in that way too. So it's just like partially a cultural thing too, mm -hmm. where you're just very used to having a negative, perpetually negative narrative about yourself. Mm -hmm. One of the best pieces of, of advice that I've ever heard in my life regarding that specifically came from a drag queen. And Miss Thing said, whatever you tell yourself about yourself is a lie. Because none of us have like a realistic perception of us. Mm -hmm. So why not make it a good one? Either way, it's a lie. So if you were constantly saying nasty things to yourself about yourself, 
one, it's not true. Two, it's useless. Just make it a good lie. Yeah. You may as well. That. Why not? You know, and I thought that's profound. Yeah. yeah. But the, I, I, I never forgot that. Yeah. I thought that was such yeah. good advice. It really is profound. Yeah. yeah. I love drag queen wisdom. Drag yeah, queen, there's, it's, there's, it's a very specific brand of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's wisdom born of life experience. Yes, yes that's right. Exactly. Right. But talismans uh, is something we connected about during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what had happened, but you had sent me a book. Uh, which my mom immediately took, <laughs> and then I had to go find it and read it. But uh, it's it was about talismans mm-hmm. and the importance of that and what that can mean. And I I truly believe in the power of a talisman and have mm-hmm. had moments in my life that have been guided uh, by jewelry specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us? Yeah, about I can that? tell you. So yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> Like, I was like, this is an okay. audio medium. Do you want to so share? So we, uh, I had this, I'm going to tell you one that was not, I had this uh, crystal necklace that I had been given from a job that I had. And I, um, it was like beautiful, like uh, crocheted around it, really lovely crystal. And it w- had been gifted to me uh, from my boss. And then I decided I needed to move on. And me leaving did not go well. Mm. Uh, the mm. relationship just disintegrated. And mm. it was a, a lot because she wasn't there a lot. She just couldn't be physically in the space. But it was, it was hard to communicate at the end, right? When I was leaving, it mm-hmm. became a little difficult, which I understand, right? From both sides of it. But I was wearing that and I kept feeling like things were not going my way mm-hmm. when I had that on. It took me a while to get to that point, but I kept like hitting some sort of hurdle or wall in my life, whether it was emotionally or physically. And so one day I was like, I have to get, I, it just popped in my head. I have to get rid of this neck. This mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is a problem. Yeah, Intuition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Intuition. Yeah. So I, I took it and I wrapped it up in a little like pouch and I left it on a bench in Central Park. Cause I thought, this might be neat. This might need to go to someone else, right? Mm-hmm. This might not be meant my for mortal me enemy. Your my mortal enemy. Your nemesis. But also that she gave it to me. Pick up the other thing. You right? horrible, horrible person. You gave that thing to me this yeah. morning. But I, I was interesting because I, I was then like, what do I do with it? Do I cleanse it? Mm-hmm. Do I throw it away? Do I like bury it do in the I backyard? Bury it? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, and I did that because I don't. I, I had read once read this story about losing jewelry where sometimes when you lose it, it's not meant to be in your life anymore. Mm-hmm. Can, right? Do you mm-hmm. remember what happened to me this morning? Tell what us. What happened? Just this morning, uh, as JB was coming in, I was still getting ready, putting on my jewelry. Oh, I, I helped put on his jewelry She morning, She does help way. me put on my jewelry. Yeah. I can't do the bracelets. It's too hard. Mm. Oh. But uh, I uh, was putting on a piece. I'm not going to name names or name even specifically what the piece oh, is. Yeah. But it was uh, from somebody I used to be very, very close to, very, very close to, and then the relationship soured. And I'm not going to get into details, but it wasn't good. And this was a piece from that person. And this morning, as I was getting ready, it went down the drain. And it just sort of in, in the most bizarre way, like it leapt off of me and jumped into the drain. It just like popped off. And I saw that happen and I just looked down the drain and went, huh, no, that was right. Mm-hmm. That just felt right. Mm-hmm. I was like, I shouldn't be wearing this thing anymore because mm-hmm. every time I do, I'm thinking of that yes. situation. Like, why am I still wearing this thing? And it's like, it feels bad at first because it's, it's fine jewelry, it's valuable, right? But then as soon as it went down the drain and I heard it like cling clang all the way down the pipe, I was like, no, that was right. And I didn't even, it didn't even Mm. phase me. I was like, no, that actually felt good. I I love these stories so much. Mm. Um, You know, one of the things that I really believe is that jewelry is magic. Mm -hmm. And my concept of it didn't even include these types of scenarios, but I feel like these types of scenarios sort of fit in and, and I think that when we talk about talismans, and um, I always say, too, like, 
I think that our bodies are, are really an altar. And when I look at Alan, I hear about the ritual of mm-hmm. putting these pieces on. Mm-hmm. And I know that even though you're rich, there are... Very rich. Right. There yeah. are reasons yes. that you are choosing each one of those pieces that you're yes. wearing. Mm-hmm. And as you put them on, you're sort of layering your body this is a ritual Mm -hmm. it's using your body becomes like an altar that's my belief right but you're right and Mm -hmm. and so you're creating it's almost like you're layering up Mm -hmm. with the intention that you have whether it's you know confidence personal peace it's connection to an ancestor or a loved Mm -hmm. one that's why i wear certain pieces that i wear Mm -hmm. you know i i have certain pieces that connect me to you know, loved ones that are no longer mm-hmm. with us mm-hmm. in human form. And, um, you know, I think that this is a really powerful pra- practice. And I think that jewelry is uniquely, um, you know, has a unique characteristic, a unique ability to to be that, to do that. It's made of metal. Mm-hmm. It's made of, you know, gemstones, yeah. which are crystals. They're basically rocks that come out of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. That they can hold... Yeah energy they can hold intention and so um the talismans book and the thing about talismans is that again you know i believe in a higher power i believe there's something larger than me i believe i'm co-creating with something Mm -hmm. this is a loving guiding principle also a destroying principle it will take some shit out of my life Mm -hmm. that does not belong and that doesn't always feel good but i know it comes from love and so when I am am using jewelry in a certain way and I have imbu- imbued a piece of jewelry with my intention mm-hmm. and put it on my body, that is a powerful practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're all doing it in some way, shape, or form, even yeah. if we d- are not doing it with intentionality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be that you're putting on something, even if it's something that you bought as a, as a trend. Mm-hmm. I want to herringbone chain because i see everybody else wearing a herringbone chain well you're putting on that herringbone chain because you want to be accepted yes right you want to be a part of right yep so why not as in the words of miss thing your drag queen friend like why not make up a story yep of true intention of why we are you know adorning ourselves with these pieces and when we need to because there are times in our life when we need more support yeah. Right. And we can give that to ourselves by sort of, you know, putting intention into a ring, yeah. a necklace, uh, a watch, something that we are just going to say, like, when I wear this piece, you know, I'm going to just put the intention into this piece that it gives me some strength to go through these hard conversations that I'm going to have with my yeah. boss. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not feeling so well. I'm going through a health crisis. And so I'm just going to, like, I'm going to, you know, empower this piece of jewelry that I have with, you know, my intention for making a full recovery, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever it might yeah. be. And just allowing History. yourself to, 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 you know, to, to, to have that. that moment. Yeah. So this ring, I wear this ring every day. And it's one of those things that I think people think, oh, you wear it every day and you forget about it. But I got it when I got divorced and a friend of mine engraved to progress on the inside Mm -hmm. and I think about this ring all the time yeah like all the time like you're saying it gives me strength to be to forward yeah whatever's happening to the progress of where we can get I I do the very same thing I have a specific medallion that a friend gave to me years ago that I still wear that I'm wearing right now actually and it says on it from nothing Mm. and I wear that as a constant sort of reminder of uh, sort of the reason she gave that to me was because she knows I'm now very rich but I used to be gonna go there yes of course it is (laughs) but I was very poor and uh so it's just a constant reminder of really to me how grateful I feel for being where I am right now at this stage of my life and, yeah. and thankful for that because I never in a million years believed that I could live this life. Yeah. I really didn't think it was possible, truly. Yeah. So I wear that and it always kind of takes me there. Yeah, yeah. I have, so I have an example of a yeah. piece too. I have, I mean, I'm wearing a number of them, but what I wore for you today mm-hmm. is a, what a, it's a reliquary, it's an, 
vintage Elsa Peretti crystal. Um, I, it's I so call it a beautiful. reliquary, but it's like a what capsule. would you call this? It's like, it's like a, a capsule, capsule right? Yeah. That you know has it's a vessel. Yes, yeah. that opens and a closes. Vessel. It's like a crystal. Yeah. Just to describe it to yeah. people, it's a clear crystal vessel that has uh, that's vaguely pill shaped, and you can kind of open it at the top and put things inside. Mm-hmm. And it's quite large too. Yeah. So, it's a beautiful piece. Yeah, isn't yeah. it gorgeous? And it's I was beautiful. looking for something, you know, when my 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 dog crossed yeah. the Rainbow Bridge in January. And I knew it was coming, and so I, you know, saved bits of his fur over the last year, yeah. and I knew that at some point I would put them in something. And so when he passed, you know, I found that thing, and I also included a, a rose petal just for the love that I have yeah. for him. And so I, you know, it's things like this. And so when the other thing, the other reason that I feel like jewelry is inherently magical is because it connects us to people, too. It's, and time frames. So it's like, it's, it makes you a time traveler. Yeah. It connects you to, you know, ancestors, people who are no longer with us, entities, animals, you know, that are no longer with us. So it really is, you know, creates all these magical connections. Yeah. Uh, can I say something about that? Um, just to share, to very specifically, which I'm so glad you said that. Um, and that means a lot to me. I lost my grand, you know, uh, it's one of the hardest things that's ever happened to me just because we were so close. She was a mother to me. Yeah. I have very little from her. And that's, I wish I had more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one thing that's uh, like always that I regret. One thing I did get from her was a ring um, that she specifically wanted me to have. And it was... It's an Ottoman era gold band. Wow. It's 500 years old. It's oh a God. piece that she inherited, somebody before her inherited, etc., etc., etc. And it's sacred to mm-hmm. me. I don't even wear it. Mm-hmm. It's just sacred to me. It sits like on a shelf, like in, on an altar. It's the one thing I have. Yeah. And it's hard enough losing somebody, not having something tangible like that, and this is sort of the wonderful thing about jewelry specifically, but not having that tangible thing that you can wear and hold close to you. I were approaching the anniversary of her death. I wouldn't know where. Mm. It would be so much yeah. harder. Yeah. So that's, I'm yeah. so grateful for that. And, and I think that, uh, so you're talking about that piece and having your pup's fur in there. I think that's so special and so spectacular. And that's really like the unique power of a piece of jewelry, especially mm-hmm. sort of fine jewelry that can stand the test of time. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about something like this, you know, that has so much age to it also, is, you know, that's connecting you to ans- your ancestry in a way that, that goes back generations yes. mm-hmm. to ancestors whose names you might not even know. Yeah, and I don't, yeah. Right? And so, you know, to me, there's something inherently magical about that. It, you know, it's connective, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for me, that is something that jewelry does that is unlike any anything else. And, yeah. and, and, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it brings us joy and yeah. pleasure to wear it, to create mm-hmm. it, to um, gift it, right? Yeah. And we've all given somebody something mm-hmm. that has um, su- surprised and delighted them. And so that creates a connection between you and that person yeah. where they'll think of you in that loving way. Um, so it's, it's just it's really special. I yeah. really, it you is. know, jewelry is, is very, very yeah. special and I dear to me. I that's agree. why in part yeah. we're all in this business too. Yeah. It's part of that magic of it, right? Yeah. It's part of why we're in jewelry mm-hmm. specifically and why we sort of love all of these gorgeous trinkets that we're all wearing. Yeah. It's, it's not just about and why we connect to certain brands exactly. too, you know, yeah. because there there's something inherently meaningful mm-hmm. that you're responding to with that brand. Yes, yeah. um, you know, is is another thing that it ha- is its own it's its own magic. You it know, is. Yeah. it is. Yeah. It's magical. It is. Yeah. It is magical. And this has been magical. 
This has been wonderful. <laughs> this has been this probably has. one of our best episodes. So, so good. Sorry. Yeah. Aww. I'm so Thank sorry, you so everyone much. else. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we got together to talk yeah. about this. I'm glad we me could do too. this, Jennifer. Thank um, you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is like the highlight of my I don't know my life. <laughs> oh, oh, oh God! Whoa! Again, That's... every Friday. Every Friday, yes, every that's Friday. right. Oh, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I will be the new third <laughs> host. If, if I'm right. even allowed to show up, yeah, it'll be just Jennifer and JB from now. Just be booking it over here at his apartment. Yeah, but they'll, yes, they'll do it right in front of me, and I'll just stand over there in the corner and watch. Love it. Has this been awesome. rough cut? Yeah, thank yeah. you for joining us, guys. My pleasure. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Andrew, this is the blooper. First thing, tell me I'm lying. First thing Jennifer says to us walking into this room is about, I've got a gripe with you guys. These are the things that you got wrong on your previous episodes. Oh yeah, she said, I've got a, no, she said, I've got a bone to pick with you. That's what she said in that tone, with that cadence. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just like the Wicked West Witch it's, of the West. That's yeah. the real Jennifer right yeah. there. Exactly. She walked in and she's like, oh, I've got things to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, no one has ever accused me of not being opinionated. I mean, <laughs> what, you? I love that. What? No, I love that. It's like, some, it's like me saying nobody's ever accused me of being thin and gorgeous and rich. <laughs> uh, that's the blue. Oh